This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Olivia Kuei. And I'm Harianto Diman. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. Over 1 billion vaccine doses have been administered in China. On some days in recent weeks, there were 20 million jabs given daily. Oh, China has four vaccines available to its public. One of them, from Sinovac, has started being administered in Singapore by private clinics. When the World Health Organization endorsed Sinovac's vaccine for emergency use this month, it said that it was only 51% effective at preventing symptomatic disease. Within China as well, scientists have acknowledged that they need to ensure the Sinovac jabs work better. With more, our China correspondent Elizabeth Law joins me now from Beijing. So Liz, uh, we have heard accounts from people here who prefer the Sinovac vaccine because they're hoping to enter China without quarantine. But what are China's considerations when it comes to allowing travellers into the country who have been vaccinated with Sinovac's shot? Right. So, um, Oli, I think one misconception that uh, we really do have to put to rest is the fact that simply having a vaccine is going to allow you quarantine-free travel in mm. China. I think, and by all signs, China's government is not going to lift the quarantine requirement anytime soon. They have, in fact, in recent weeks, actually doubled down on this whole quarantine requirement. There are many cities, especially those with a lot of international flights, that are, in fact, increasing quarantine regulations from 14 days, 21 days for some, or 14 plus plus. And there are places that essentially you spend 28 days in quarantine or some sort of isolation away from the general population. So I honestly don't think having a vaccine is going to allow anyone into China quarantine free. But that being said, having a a Chinese made vaccine, be it Sinovac, be it Sinopharm or any of the other vaccines that have been provided internationally will allow you greater ease of access into China because note that the borders are still closed and people do have to apply for special visas and having a Chinese-made vaccine will allow you to acquire one of these visas more easily. But whether having a vaccine will allow you to enter China without any quarantine, I highly, highly doubt it. Well, thanks for clearing that up, Liz. Last week, Singapore's Director of Medical Services, Associate Professor Kenneth Mark, said that he's worried about reports from other countries of people becoming sick with COVID-19 even after receiving Sinovac shots. He cited cases in Indonesia. Let's have a listen first. The Sinovac vaccine is one that we've now allowed to be used out of the original stockpile we had based on the special access route uh, uh, framework. But it still is a vaccine that we were, uh, unfortunately, unable to approve uh, using HSA's PISA framework simply because uh, there still is some outstanding data that the manufacturer has not uh, um, provided to HSA that gives us the complete assurance about the quality uh, and uh, and, uh, safety profile for the vaccines. We look forward, if data becomes available, for us then to complete this process of evaluation, but unfortunately, we're not able to do so. So uh, we've been looking at the real world evidence, looking uh, internationally, uh, the the experience of other countries which have used uh, these vaccines as well. Uh, Some of these countries are very close to us, including our regional neighbours like Indonesia, There is uh, a significant uh, risk of vaccine breakthrough. We've seen a more recent report uh, of healthcare workers in Indonesia uh, still being uh, infected. Uh, So these problems still uh, arise. 
Right, so Liz, having heard that, um, how is China addressing the issue of Sinovac's uh, vaccine efficacy? So there have been discussions by uh, senior health officials in recent months, actually. They do understand that the Sinovac uh, vaccine isn't as effective as they would like it to be. Well, it is effective to an extent it meets the 50% threshold. But uh, the fact is that they realize that that is still kind of low. And uh, the head of the CDC, George Gao, had made comments earlier saying that uh, there are ways that they are looking at perhaps even mixing uh, vaccine shots from different uh, vaccine makers, such as like maybe if you were to have Sinovac as your first shot and then a booster from another uh, producer, that could be one of the ways uh to increase efficacy, and that, that is something that the Chinese are uh, looking at. Uh, however, that being said, uh, a lot of people have pointed to the fact that Sinovac uh, is, uh, and Sinopharm as well, of course, uh, are now on the WHO's emergency use list, uh, which means that it technically should be, and are uh, questioning why isn't Singapore allowing for it? Well, there are two things here. One is that uh, HSA is, I mean, Singapore has really one of the most rigorous and thorough uh, vaccine approval or in fact drug approval system anywhere in the world and so I think the standard is very high and number two is that being on the WHO list means that these vaccines will be able to be used for COVAX and COVAX is about having equal access to countries which might be uh, developing and therefore having uh, the Chinese vaccines which are inactivated vaccines and don't require special storage methods means that it would work a lot better for developing countries which might not have the resources and the technology like Singapore or other more uh, wealthy economies. Of course. Well, uh, focusing on China, over a billion people there have been vaccinated, a milestone that was just reached a few days ago. So Liz, the vaccination campaign got off to a slow start, right? So what changed? And I guess uh, what's what's next for China's vaccination campaign? So yes, it, it did get off to a slow start. And uh, as I've written about it before, it was down to two things. One was that there was complacency because of the way how well the situation had been controlled in China. So people just didn't, you know, they just didn't feel a need to vaccinate it. And secondly, is that uh, vaccines in this country have had a history where there were several scandals of either expired vaccine or ineffective vaccines. So people uh, were understandably a little bit more worried. But I think uh, there were there were also a couple of factors that really push people to get vaccinated very quickly. Uh, I, I would say it's both uh, hard and soft methods. Talking about soft power, it would be things like uh, propaganda campaigns, uh, the government offering incentives such as shopping vouchers, eggs, ice cream, if you were to go and get vaccinated. Of course, vaccination is fully free, which is great. And also they had mobile clinics making it easier for people to get vaccinated. And the other thing that really, really contributed significantly to people uh, getting a jab is actually the fact that there have been sporadic outbreaks and fairly serious ones, I might I might add, in Dalian and now as we're seeing in uh, Guangdong province in Guangzhou and Shenzhen. So that has really uh, given people a sense of urgency. Well, Liz, thank you so much for sharing the latest on the show. I've been speaking with Elizabeth Law, China correspondent for The Straits Times. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.